Good morning once again. And uh, one of the biggest problems we have as humans is aside from a, a lack of faith and aside of the, the lack of a want to want to have a personal relationship with God, to want to get into his word is, is that we see things with a worldly view. We see things the way that we are used to seeing it. We see the way the world portrays it. What the world says is normal. The way the world says things should be. And what we should actually be doing is, is look at the way God sees it. Because God has a different view. God has different abilities. God has a different way. He's not restricted by the ways of the world. So when we see things, we see how things function in the world, we think that's our, our limits, that's our borders. But God does not have these borders. And we're going to look at an example of that today. Bow with me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to get into your word, Father. Let's ask you to open our hearts and minds to receive it. Just take myself out of the way, Father, and let your message shine through. We ask this in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. And um, so... We look at the way we go through life. We go to school. And last week we talked about fields. We talked about the fields that we work in. We talked about Adam's field. And um, that's a, a primary objective in our life is to find a field that we can work in so we can get the financial provision that we need to obtain the things we need to survive in life. And we do that by doing what? We go to school and we learn the basics. And then once we get the basics done, i.e. we graduate high school, from that point we look at whatever field we want to go to and we decide where do, what's the next step? How do we get to where we want to go? We will look at, well, do we need this? Are we good? Can we stop right there? Or can we need to go and go get a college degree? Do we need to get some kind of special vocational training, some kind of certificate to be able to go into that field? You know, for most of us, what we end up doing is, is we go into an existing field. We go to work for someone else. And um, right now, in current events, there's a, a big talk about we need to raise the minimum wage and raise it significantly, practically doubling it from what it is now. And um, there's a lot of impact by doing so. You know, first of all, we have to look at why there is a, a difference in, in pay to begin with. You know, the, they originally came up with the, the notion of a minimum wage is to have a set scale so people are not being, being undermined. It would be, you know, a competition and people could just offer less and less because there's always a demand for, for work. So they wanted to set up where people would at least get a fair wage for a day's work. And that's why it came into play. But when we look at that minimum wage, 
We're talking about entry level. We're talking about someone that has no skill set, no education, because you can start while you're still in school and obtain a job like this. You have no basic, it's all, everything will be trained. What you need to do is, is basic starting out. So as you obtain experience, skill level, education, certification, it opens up more and more doors for you to be able to seek higher paying positions. And that's one thing is it motivates people to want to do more and to be more because we all want more provision. We all want more money to be able to do more things, to have more stuff. And when we keep raising the base, if we don't raise it up across the board, it devalues as, as we go up. But we uh, tend to want to work for someone. Because that's the easiest way that we can get into the system, into this financial system, is to find a company that's already up and running, that's looking for people. We put in our application, we get hired, and we start. Versus going out on your own and doing your own thing, which requires a lot more work. There's a lot more risk involved. There's a lot more things to do. It uh, requires a lot more faith. And the positions are readily available because for different reasons, people are always changing things in life. People are moving up. People are retiring. There's always a need. Now, what often happens is, though, is that the quality of the employee often changes based on their level of where they're at on this financial workforce food chain. If you're at the bottom, this is your, your first time going out and you're on that minimum wage level, there's lots of different options. There's an expectation of people are going to fail. People are going to quit. People are not going to like it. And there's always lots of options because you can move laterally somewhere else and do something similar for the similar pay and do that. So sometimes the work ethnic is not as strong as it might need to be. And as an employer, that's something, you know, we not, may not think about it being a big deal if a few extra catch-up packets go out with every meal. But whenever you're the one that's paying for each and every one of them, it becomes a big deal. So we may not see the, the quality that we may have when we look at someone like, for instance, a doctor. That may be working for a major hospital that is employed by the hospital. They work for someone. They are a doctor. But yet, if their performance level was to drop to the point that they would lose that position, there's a lot more at stake because it could lead to a, a lawsuit. 
It could lead to malpractice. It could lead to a loss of their license that they've worked so hard to achieve. It could also make it harder for them to get another job in that same field because they're going to look at the performance. And the next person coming up, they're going to say, well, wait, we don't want a person that did a poor job as being a doctor because there is so much that can go wrong. We are much more likely to forgive the person that got fired for burning the french fries and giving out too many ketchup packets. And the point is, is that we as humans, no matter where we are on the chain, live in a reward for work system. Even if you're on the very bottom, you're not doing a very good job, you do just enough to get by, to collect that reward, which is that paycheck. And as you keep moving up, and if you're very career-driven and you're in a company, you're wanting to move up that corporate ladder, whether it be wherever the field may be, you're wanting to move up. So you want to do a good job. You're wanting to show what you can do and do more and more and more to try to move up, to better yourself, to make yourself stand out. So in all across the board, one way or another, we are looking at a reward for work. And here's a biblical example of this. And we're going to come from Luke chapter 15 and verse 11. And this is the, the parable of the lost son, the wayward son. It's about a son. And in 11, and he said, a certain man had two sons and the younger of his to his father, Father, give me the portion of good that falls to me, and divide it to him a living. And not many days after the younger son gathered, took his journey into the far country, where he wasted his substance and riotous lifenings, where he had spent all, there arose a mighty famine in that land, and he began to want. And he went and he joined himself to a citizen that he could country, and he set himself to the fields to feed swine. And he would feign and fill his belly with the husk that the swine did eat, and no man gave unto him. And when he came unto himself, and he said, How many hired servants of my father have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise to my father and say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee, and I am no more worthy to be called son, and make me one of thy hired servants. And he arose and came to his father, but when he was yet great away, his father saw him and had compassion, ran, fell upon his neck and kissed him. And the son unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven I am in thy sight, and I am no more worthy to be called thy son. But thy father called unto his servants, bring forth the best robe and put it on him, put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet, and bring hither the fatted calf and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For my son was dead and he is alive again. He was lost, but now he is found. And they began to be merry. And his elder son was in the field, and he came, and he drew nigh to the house, and he heard music and dancing. And he called one of the servants, asking, What do these things meant? And he said unto him, Thy brother has come, and thy father has killed a fatted calf, because he had received him safe and sound. And he was angry, 
And he would not go. Therefore, and came his father out and entreated him. And he answered, saying, His father, lo, these many years I do serve thee, neither transgressed, and at many time commanded that ye had never gave me a kid that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as thy son was to come and devoured thy living harlots and had killed for them the fatted calf, he said unto them, Son, thou art ever with me, and all thy have is thine. And it was meet that should make merry and glad, for this thy brother was dead, and he is alive again, and he was lost, and he is found. Okay, so, this is a parable about us receiving from God. See, because we have this mentality that we have to do something. We have to constantly do something. And this happens so many times in the church. We see new people come in and it's like, what can I do? And they want to, to do, to do, to do. So they want to make it known. They want to have a, a list so they can check off to see, okay, God, I did my prayering for today. I did my visiting for the day. I did my Bible reading for today. Look at me, God. I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing. I'm trying to make you proud. Look at all the things that I do. Well, see, we already have these things. And so many times we think that we're not worthy. That we're not good enough to have God answer our prayers. That God's not going to do anything for us because we're not good enough. Yes, we are not good enough. But yet, God loves us anyway. And because of this love, He gives. We have these two sons. And both of them was working for the father. And they felt like they were, were slaves. They felt like they were slaves. They were out there doing what they were told. They never complained about it. And they felt like they were slaves. And we get that mentality with God. And that's why so many people push God away. Because they don't want to be a slave to him. Because that's how we feel in our mentality. Because we feel that it's the same way that we do in our jobs. We work for somebody and we're only as valuable as what we produce. Because if we don't produce good enough, they're going to get rid of us and they're going to put someone else in our place that's going to do the job. And we think that way about everything. But that is not how God operates. The older son, he goes to his father and says, Father, I have slaved for you. I've done everything I've did. And yet, you have never killed anything for me. I've never got to celebrate with my friends. And here it is. This son, he comes back. He's just squandered away all this money. He's done all these despicable things. And you want to feed him? You want to praise him? We look at what this father did. He put, first of all, this son has been out there feeding hogs. In this culture, he was unclean. The father now is unclean because he went up there and touched this boy that's been in the, in the field with the hogs. He put on his robe. He put on the ring, the, the shoes. All these are symbols that this man is in charge 
He has authority to be here and to do here and have full reign of this establishment. That's what these things represent. They said, kill the fatted calf. Let's celebrate. Because even though that the son broke away and he spent all this money, it was given to him freely to do with what he wants. Just the way God does with us. We ask, if we receive it, we can do with it as we will. We have free will to do so. And God freely gives us these things. Our biggest problem is that we don't receive it. And you see, this son didn't have to go off to some other foreign country. He didn't have to do all these things. He could have had this right here. And the other son is a prime example of that because he says, Father, I have slaved. I have did, and I've never received anything. And the father says, you've never asked. It's all been right here. He says, whatever I have, you have. The son felt like a slave, felt like he had to earn all these things, but he already had everything that was available to him. He could have at any time, he could have had a party. He could have slaughtered whatever animal on that place and fed his friends. They could have had music and dance because he had that authority. But the thing he did, he refused to receive it. In my household, we have things that come into the house. Groceries. My wife orders them up, they show up, and they go in there. And those fellas down there, they don't pay for none of it. Not the first thing. They don't do anything to contribute whatsoever. Not at all. Nothing. But yet, they can walk over to the shelf. They can grab a bag of goldfish. And they can freely enjoy it. They can watch the TV. They can get a drink from the refrigerator. All without asking, all without doing anything. Because what is mine is theirs. Because they are part of that household. They have free reign, just as I do. Because it is given to them. Under my authority, I give it to them. Just the way God does. Let's look at another example. Matthew 20. Twenty uh, one and 20. For the kingdom of heaven is like that unto a man that of the householder went out early in the morning to hire laborers into the vineyard. And when he had agreed with the laborers a penny a day, he had sent them into the vineyard. And when he went out the third hour, he saw others standing around in the marketplace. He said to him, Go into thy vineyard, and I will give you. And they went on their way. And again they went out in the sixth and ninth hour and did likewise. And then the eleventh hour they went out and found others standing idle and said that I will stand 
here in Isaiah idle. And he said, because no man has hired us. And he said, go on to there the vineyard, and whatsoever is right, I shall receive. So when even was to come, the Lord of the vineyard, saying unto the stewardess, call the laborers and give them their hire, beginning from the last unto the first. And when they came that they were hired in the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. But the first came that they supposed and she would have received more because likewise they received in every man a penny. And when they received it, they murdered against the good man in the house, saying, These last have fought in the last hour, but thou hast made them equal to us, which have borne the burden of the heat all day. And they answered to them and saying, Friend, did not I agree to do no wrong? Did I, thou not agree for me for a penny? Take that which is thine and go thy way. I will give unto the last, even unto thee. It is not lawful for me to do what I will with my own. Is it thy I evil, because I am good? So the last shall be first, and the first last, for many be called, but few chosen. Let's go back to the very first line there. For the kingdom of heaven is. See, now in the realm of the world... We feel like everything should be equal. So here we are. We have these men. They said, I'll work all day long for a penny. And then as the day went on, there were some people that worked for half a day. And then at the end, some even only worked for an hour. And all across the board, they got the same pay. Now, in a worldly setting, this doesn't make any sense because... We feel that we should get more if we do more. How many times do we take that approach with God? Because the first time that things go wrong in our lives, the first time that our prayers aren't quite up to where we think God should be answering them at, the first time that we have some opposition, what do we do? We start throwing back in God's face. Well, God, I'm in church every Sunday. God, I pay my tithes every week. God, I pray every day. God, I read my Bible every day. God, I do all of these things. Why do these things happen to me? Because we think everything should be fair and just. And then on the flip side, we see someone that's not living what we judge to be a Christian life. And when we see them have some form of success or we see God lay a blessing upon them, again, we want to question, why, God? We're doing so much and they're doing so little. That is not fair. But it's all answered in this one line, for the kingdom of heaven. And see, that's what we should be focusing on, the kingdom of heaven, not the world. It shows how giving our God is. This man, he sees people out there, they've waited all day long trying to find work. And then in the 11th hour, he says, go. And he gives. In America today, this younger and younger generation is trying to adopt a socialist mindset where we think that all things should be equal. That's not the way 
things work. The kingdom of heaven is not based on what we do. We are not earning salvation. We are not earning points with God. And God knows. He knows our hearts. He knows when we're doing things for show. He knows when we're trying to check things off a list. God wants us to do. God wants us to give. God wants us to love because we want to. We want to because we have the love of Jesus in us. And because of that love that's spilling out, we want to bless others. God blesses us so we can be a blessing to others. You ever wonder why you struggle so much? Why you don't have enough? What would you do with abundance? What would you do with it? We have all these ideas in our head that we think that we might do. But in reality, what would we do if we had the abundance? Would we be generous? Would we be a blessing on others? Or would we be going further and further away from God? God's not going to give us something that's going to push him a wedge between us and him. God wants to bless us, but he wants us to be a blessing. They question the man here and he says, I'm not doing nothing evil. Isn't it mine to do with as I will? And see, they wasn't concerned about the good that was happening here. They were concerned about that they wasn't being treated fairly. And the thing is, they weren't tricked. The man asked him, would you work for this? And they said yes. They were happy to do so. They were happy to do so all day long. I'm sure they did a great job. Till the end of the day. When they expected more. Because of what they were doing. Because of their works. How many times are, are we like that? That we expect more from God because of what we do. We are not here to impress man. We're not here to put on a show. We're here to be an example to others. Each and every day we make choices of how we live our lives and what we do. And that is our biggest reflection. That is the thing that's what really matters. Are we trying to promote ourselves? Are we trying to get ourselves ahead? Are we trying to live godly lives and see that's one thing too that we don't understand when it comes 
to God. Because there's nothing wrong with being successful. God wants us to be successful. God wants us to have things. God wants us to be happy. But he wants him to be the source. God is to be our source. So we have to receive from him. And we can't seem to grasp that concept. We want to do everything on our own. We want to be self-made and give God no credit. I am only here talking to you today because God allows it. Because God gives me the subject matter. He gives me the ability. He helps me to string the words together. He points me in the right direction of where to go. I am only here because of Him. In my personal life, my personal business, it is only successful because of Him. I cannot do anything without Him. The Word says that we can do all things through God which strengthens me. I solemnly believe that all things, because without God we cannot do anything. It's an illusion and a fabrication. Whether you believe or not, God is our Creator. And everything that we have, He instilled in us. We are working from that creation. We think that we're brilliant, we're talented, but it is God that designed the mind. It is God that formed the heart. It is God that instilled all of these things in us to shape us and make us who we are. It is God. We have to receive. We have to change our mindsets that we are not slaves to man. We are not slaves to the world. We are not even slaves to God. We are His sons and daughters. And because of that, we can freely receive. We don't have to struggle. We don't have to suffer. Because God has answers for us. God has provision. God has healing. God has blessings. God has answers to prayers. God has solutions to problems. Answers to needs. We have to receive. Are you ready to start receiving today? Are you ready to change your mindset? Are you ready to change and make a difference?